You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, it's one of those things where I wake up and I and I knew there's supposed to be some deeper meaning to whatever this was. I mean, are you sure there is? Because maybe so. there isn't. Well, I feel like there's got to be something associated with it. I mean, one, I was hiding in the rocks. But then the other thing is, how did Samuel L. Jackson get involved? And that's I mean, what that's, I don't understand. It's a pretty special dream when Samuel L. Jackson shows up. It is. Up. It is. I just couldn't figure out what it was that, uh, what his purpose is. I'm going to need some help with this. I mean, what is his purpose? He's He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going I'm to need some help with that. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet where blah, blah, podcasts blah, blah, can be found. Why are you mocking the intro to our own Nothing, show? I was just thinking, blah, 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 what is What is going on over I there? I don't know. It's Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. It's been a week. It has been a it week. It has been a week. And right. you know what? I have to say, I'm very happy to be here. I am very happy to be here as well. I'm also very happy for all of our fine friends and listeners who go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Expedia link. Oh, my goodness. Where uh, You know, one of my friends is actually just getting ready to go on a trip to Europe. And I'm sure that uh, her gentleman friend went to funemploymentradio.com and then clicked on that Expedia link first in Uh, order to procure their uh, travel plans and tickets. That is a smart thing to do. That is an absolutely smart thing to do. Uh, And that is just by going to funemploymentradio.com, clicking on that Expedia link. When I book my trip to Albuquerque, Sarah, that is where I will go. Someday, Greg. Dream big. Someday. You have a friend going to Europe. I dream of going to Albuquerque. Reach for those Albuquerque stars. I want to go there. I don't know know why. Now I'm obsessed with it, though. I know. You kind of are. And I'm going to get there, and I'm going to like build it up too much in my head. Mm -hmm. I don't even really have any idea what it is. I just like walk the streets of Albuquerque. I don't know why. I, I have no idea. Like, I've never actually really thought about Albuquerque. Yeah. So I don't really have anything. I think I just like saying it, Albuquerque. It's fun to I say. I mean, it's kind of a fun word. It's a fun word. Albuquerque. So, so when I do it, though, I'll book my trip through funemploymentradio.com by clicking on that Expedia link. That's exa- exactly how I do it. Okay. So I, we have a ton of stuff to get to today. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit distracted because this dream is really screwing me up. So we've done this before here Greg on the show. I'm trying to think that he's deep and he's trying to find meaning I'm in the to, mundane. I'm trying to find out, yeah, if this is a deep, deep <gasps> dream. That should that be I've the had. tagline of our show. What? Attempting to find meaning in the mundane. Oh, wow. That sounds a little bit douchey uh, for us. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little hoity toity. Yeah, we're not, that, we're not quite that. Uh, that level. Um, oh, so- Aaron Duran is in the chat. Hi, Aaron. Oh, Aaron excellent. Asked, uh, Greg, do you want to visit Albuquerque because of the song? Maybe that's it. Maybe from do the Weird like Al the song. Weird Al Albuquerque song? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not as familiar with Albuquerque um, as I am with a lot of the other songs. But I mean, out of maybe. all the Weird Al songs, I would like to go see the Biggest Ball of Twine. That's in exactly. Yeah, that would be the one mm-hmm. where I, what I would choose to do. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't get to the bottom of that. Maybe maybe we can find a meaning in in my dream that I had. So Craig, let's find your meaning. Let's so go and this for is it. why oh, I want help. That, that, uh, Sammy Jackson was there. Well, okay, yeah, and this is why I need help from everybody who's listening live or listening via podcast, whatever. Help me interpret this. So here's my dream, Tell and me. it was one of those ones where it was an all night dream, and it started off with I was on vacation and in like a very a tropical place, and a, a lot of people. Summer? Uh, no, no, no. Like a tropical place, not, so not a strippers not thing. a s- shitty pool at an apartment complex. Oh, no. shitty no. pool! A pool is a pool. Uh, no, no. This was I was on vacation, like in a tropical land, and I didn't know where I was at first. But I was walking around. I was kind of on these grounds and like almost like a uh, like a vacation grounds, and a lot of friends were there. There were a lot of people there that I knew, and they'd kind of come in and out 
and you'd see them for a minute and then they'd walk away. And so I recognized a lot of people. They'd I'm like, walk okay, I'm back a- into the tropical land. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So I knew I was on vacation, and as I'm walking around, I hear this voice say, "Hey, let's go golfing." And you, you don't golf. Well, I know I don't really golf, but at the time when this happened, I was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." And I turned around to see who it was. And there was Samuel L. Jackson standing on the grounds of this basically like a country club in this tropical place. And he's like, yeah, man, let's go golfing. And I'm like, okay, cool, Samuel L. Jackson. And it didn't even click to me that this was weird that he was there, that he was hanging out. I'm just like, yeah, that's my bud, Sam. So we're going to go we're gonna go golfing. And so we hop into a golf cart and we start going out on the golf cart, leaving the uh, club. And I realize where we go out into like a safari land, like a savanna. And we're in, we're in Africa. So it was an African place Ooh, that we were at. You got to go to Africa? That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, which was pretty cool. So we're mm-hmm. riding around in this, in this golf cart and – You're riding around in a golf cart in Africa. Over the savanna. Okay. And there's like you know herds of like wildebeest and everything. We're just in like, a, like an actual golf cart, like a regular old golf cart. And we're just tooling around like no big deal, like speeding through there because we're going to go play golf. And we get to this spot. And you're actually in this too because we get over to one of the – Ew, I don't like being in your dreams. Well, we get over to one of the spots and we're getting ready to tee off to play uh, to play whatever this if hole you say was. I'm, oh, no. If you say the, I'm the caddy, I am going to hit you. There was no caddy okay. that I remember. Um, so but I was we playing were, with you? You were, you were playing with me. Okay. Yeah, and, and a couple other people and Samuel L. Jackson. And we were at the 11th hole. I remember specifically he said the 11th hole. And when we got there – He said – just before we got there, he goes, "Okay, now one thing to warn you about at the 11th hole is there's a lot of elephants around here. On the 11th hole. At the 11th hole. Like there's a good chance we'll see some elephants. And so we get out and we're getting ready to tee off. You know, it's really hot. It's really bright and, you know, just like you would picture Africa only there's a golf course in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And Samuel Jackson looks down. He's like, oh, no, look down there. We look down the fairway and there's this giant herd of elephants stampeding towards us. Wow. Like tons of them. I, like that goes on forever. And they're all running. And he's like, we need to get out of here. We need to hide because their feet are going to try to squish us. And so – I can't picture Samuel L. Jackson saying like their, their elephant feet, feet are going to squish us. I can't do a good Samuel L. Jackson. But yeah, he just said, yeah, they're, in, his, in his voice, their feet are trying – yeah, I can't do a Samuel L. Jackson. You can't do it. I, no. I don't know how to do it. Don't embarrass But yourself. that's what he said and he's like, come with me. And we ran over to the side and there was all these like a rocky terrain with a bunch of kind of little crevices in the rocks. And he's like, okay, you need to squeeze down into in between these rocks um, because that way the elephant's feet – he kept calling them feet. The elephant's feet can't squish you that way because they can't get through the crevices. Again, Samuel Jackson saying squishing over and over Sam, again. I wish I knew somebody who could do a good Samuel Jackson saying the elephant's feet can't squish you in between the rocks. And That would be a weird thing to have someone yeah, say. Yeah, and so we, we all squeeze – and you were doing it too. You were squeezing into these little crevices. Into the rocks? Yeah. And so – and then all the elephants showed up and they're all just pissed. And they're walking around with their big – uh, legs like with their feet trying to smash in between the crevices and try and smash us. And so I remember sitting there in my dream looking up through the crevices and I see this elephant foot like smashing down over and over, but it couldn't get to me. And there was like dust swirling up all over the place. And then um, and then I woke up. So what does that mean? Wow. Can anybody interpret that for me? Like piece by piece. I mean, I think that a couple of things are important. Like the okay. number 11 for the hole, that clearly means something. Yeah, he was really specific about that it was the 11th hole. The 11th hole, and that's where the elephants were. Mm-hmm. That's where the elephants were. Okay. 
Is that you or me? Oh, okay. That was yeah, you. Okay, so okay. that's where the, the elephants were. On the 11th hole, Samuel Jackson says, get in the rocks or else they're going to squish you. Yep. Do you feel like – oh, I bet I know what this is. Do you feel what? like overwhelmed about things right now? Yeah. Do you feel the weight of the world coming down on you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I've got, a, I've got some financial got some, issues. Got some, some troubles. Yeah. Some troubles. Some things going on. I'm trying I to work probably through. think that the elephants stomping around you mean like you just kind of feel like you're barely hanging on. Okay. And Sam Jackson maybe represents uh, a wealthy person who just like is just like coasting on through life. Who's just well, he's not coasting, but I mean, but he he was really nice. Yeah, but he's and he's not like having financial struggles. Maybe like he's showing like it does get better because you can go golfing in Africa with Samuel Jackson if you know how to hide from the stomping elephants that are trying to kill you, which are uh-huh. like uh, you know the government or tax people, the IRS. Okay, you think that's I think the that's elephants how that are the interprets? IRS. Yes. Okay. All right. Some other uh, theories coming in. Uh, Travis Diaz in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Did someone watch The Jungle Book before bedtime? No. I haven't seen The Jungle Book. Um, I mean, I saw the original one, but I don't, I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis says elephant equals Republican. Um, uh, Aaron says celebrities usually oh, yeah. mean you see yourself as someone exciting. Oh, so Samuel Jackson would want to golf with me. So I'm looking at myself. Yeah, and so Samuel. A, ja- I mean, who wouldn't want to golf strong with Samuel ego. Jackson? Well, yeah, and like the yeah the white the elephants. They're oh, that's interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. This is this is kind of interesting. Now I've got to figure this out though because I don't golf really. I mean, I have nothing against golf. I just don't go. And. And, you know, I like Samuel L. Jackson, but he's not, like, my favorite actor of well, all time. Well, clearly he is, subconsciously. Yeah. I mean, I would – I will say this. I would definitely go golfing with Samuel Who L. Jackson. Go golf? I don't know he, how to golf and I would go golfing with Samuel I, L. Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's – you'd be an idiot not to. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's where it was. That's what happened in that. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never been to Africa, so I can't really explain that either. All right. Uh, our pal Aaron like is saying an elephant tends to suggest patience in a stressful situation. But they were attacking me, though. Maybe they weren't attacking you. Maybe they were trying to see how quick you're, uh, quick and nimble you were. They were trying to squish me with their feet. That's what mm-hmm. they were doing. So I don't know. I, I'm not really sure how to explain mm-hmm. that part of well, it. Well, uh, exciting enough for you. Samuel L. Jackson just joined our chat at funemploymentradio.com. I'm glad live. he finally reached through. Maybe he can explain yeah, what was going on. I, don't know. I would think that that would be a good sign that you're able to survive after I did know, survive. golfing with yeah. Yeah. Golfing with Samuel Jackson, yeah, you figured out a way to uh not be crushed by them. Yeah. Like crushed by life or by the elephants. Like, I did. Yeah, I s- s- crawled into I a think little it's crack. I think it's a reassuring dream. I think it's okay. basically saying that you have the skills. I'm a survivalist. You're a survivor mm-hmm. um if somebody tells you what to do. Oh. But yeah. I need Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. to tell me what to do. Okay, so that's that's kind of how it has to work out then. I, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess that means I've got to stalk Samuel L. Jackson. Is that what you're saying? Please don't stalk him. I mean, is that, that what it comes weird. down to and insist that we go golfing in Africa together? Yeah, that's going to turn out really well for you. you should, Dear Samuel you L. Jackson, <laughs> I had a dream where we were attacked like a by elephants. I think that's a definition of a stress dream, by the way. Yeah, it probably is. I do have a little bit of a, a little bit of stress going on, but that's that's all right. It'll it'll all work itself out. But I just didn't know it would uh, manifest itself in. Stampeding well, because elephants. we talked about dreams yesterday, I had another water slide dream last night. Of course I did. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. I, so you have fun, yeah. fun dreams like that. It was kind of terrifying because I was going really fast down the water slide. But it is cool to know like it was – but it was like the side of a hill. So it was like a dirt water slide kind of. But I was just going super fast. A dirt water slide. Mm-hmm. So you have like hillbilly dreams and I have uh, dreams around being attacked by elephants. 
I picture that like a hillbilly. Oh my god, slide. I just remembered the rest of it. Sorry, and then this will be done with Dream Talk. But then I I remember I was going down the slide, and my sister was there too, and but she was going too fast, and there was a canyon at the bottom of the thing, and she went boop and fell down the canyon. And I'm like, no! And then she appeared right next to me, and she's like, oh, it's okay, don't worry. They just uh, if you fall off of the edge, they just put you back. Like I'm playing golden tea. Like if you hit the ball out of bounds, and then they place you back on the green. Well, you get a mulligan if you fall over the cliff. Yeah, and then there was a mulligan. And then she was there. She's like, "Oh, it's cool." I, she's like, uh, "Since I fell in, they just gave me. They just put me back up here." Who's they? I don't know. Well, that's weird. Yeah. It okay. Was weird. Well, that's that's weird. Too. I don't. Let's not get into my head. All right. We'll, but Greg, we'll avoid that. But anyway, yeah. If anybody has any um, ideas, you can always email podcast or podcast funemploymentradio <laughs> at gmail dot com. Funemploymentradio at gmail dot com. Yes. And uh, and send us a, send us an email there. Oh, All boy. right. Sarah, I know you are excited today. I know we need well, to get on to this. It's a horrible thing to be excited about, but I just have always been so fascinated by this. All right, since you I was go ahead. Maybe you should explain to everybody what's well, going on. Well, everybody, in case you do not know, there is a holiday upon us. A holiday? A holiday. Okay. A commemorative holiday. Okay, what makes this any less of a holiday than, you know, than other holidays? Like people, you know, they're tragedies that are, and we're not celebrating, we're acknowledging. You can acknowledge for a holiday. Like sure. some of them aren't happy. Okay. And I believe that this is uh, this a was not a happy day. day. Yes, 105 years ago today. <laughs> was when the Titanic hit the iceberg that eventually sunk it at 2.20 a.m. on the wee morning hours of April 15th, 1912. So this is when Kate Winslet let uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Yeah, she unsnapped drown. him, yeah. and she wouldn't share the Which door with him. Which he drowned Yeah, she would Leo not DiCaprio. share the door with him, even though it has been proven that she could have shared the door with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a terrible person. She's, you know what, she was young, and she didn't really know what was going no, on. It was very cold. Pretty awful. Yeah. Pretty awful. Uh, so, yeah, so today is the 105th anniversary of the Titanic sinking. So I have been... A, and I know you are obsessed with the Titanic. I have been since I was a kid. I yeah. wrote reports on the Titanic when really? I was... Really? Uh, you did it that far? That was Oh, yeah. No, I remember in third grade I had books. Like my parents would buy me like tons of books on the Titanic because like I've always been terrified of things under the water that shouldn't be. And when uh-huh. I saw those first pictures of the Titanic underneath the, you know, like thousands upon thousands of feet under the water. Yeah. And like seeing, you know, like the plates or a chandelier, like that started my lifelong kind of... Obsession and, and freaked outness of things under the water that shouldn't be. Okay. That um, does explain a lot. It does. And, see, no, I, I think my, things my... underwater are really cool. Like, oh, I, it I love scares that. me. No, I was, but I was, I read every book I could find on the Titanic, like every National Geographic, okay. anything that it could. Uh, so if you weren't like me, I want to give you a few facts. Greg, I not only do I. I'm just, uh, sorry, I'm just reminded in the chat, I totally forgot I did a commercial. Based on the Titanic. Yes, you did. Yeah, for the icebreaker gum, where I was a Titanic obsessed uh, office worker. I, I, Chris, I totally forgot about You're that. Thank for you for the reminding inspiration, Greg. for reminding me of that. Well, 105 years ago tonight, just before midnight in the North Atlantic, the RMS Titanic failed to divert its course, hitting an iceberg, rupturing its hull, and beginning to sink. Now, four days earlier, the Titanic, one of the largest and most luxurious ocean liners ever built, departed Southampton, England, on its maiden voyage. Southampton, voyage England. Across the Atlantic, uh, across the Atlantic Ocean. No, that's disrespectful. Okay. While leaving port, oh, do you know that they almost actually got into an accident while they were leaving? What? Yeah, while leaving port, the massive ship came within a couple of feet of the steamer New York, but passed safely by, uh, giving a general sigh of relief to the passengers who all thought that they were actually going to hit it. 
The Titanic was designed by the Irish shipbuilder William Peary. Oh, spanned, wait, you're doing an Irish accent, though. Is that what that was? Right, those are my people. And spanned 883 feet from stern to bow. Bow? 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 Stern to bow. Bow. Stern yeah. to bow. Uh, yes, and because uh, four compartments could be flooded without critical loss of buoyancy, the Titanic was called unsinkable. Uh, on its first journey across the highly competitive uh, Atlantic ferry route, the ship carried 2,200 passengers. So they stopped in France uh, and Queenston, Ireland, to pick up some final passengers, and they set out at full speed for New York City. However, just before midnight on April 14th, 2000, uh, 2000 oh my gosh, 1912, the ship hit an iceberg, and five of the Titanic's compartments were ruptured, which means, remember, it could stay afloat with four. Yeah, but, but five, five was bad. Okay, all right. Uh, along its starboard side, at about 2.20 a.m. on the morning of April, uh, April 15th, the vessel sank into the North Atlantic, of course, because of the shortage of lifeboats. Uh, more than uh, 1,500 people went down with the ship. They only recovered 361 people yeah. out of those people. Um, there were 700 survivors, mostly women and children. Uh, so the sinking of the Titanic did lead to more stringent safety regulations for ships. Oh, like but the I crescendo some... right there for the safety regulations. You don't think that I practiced this for hours? Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you have. It also stimulated regular patrols to trace locations of deadly Atlantic icebergs. I have some fun facts. These are things yeah, I was like, going to say. It's most, so far, these are pretty depressing. No, facts. I was just giving a background in case somebody wasn't obsessed with the Titanic because not everybody knows that it, you know, hit yeah. the iceberg right before midnight, suck it to 20 a.m. I have some facts. I was actually looking up, and these are ones that uh, I only heard like slightly or not at all before, so I was excited. Okay, Greg, right. are you ready? Yes, and we do have some uh, conspiracy theories that are being thrown in here, Oh, too. I do. I, I have some conspiracy theories as okay. well. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, so a lifeboat drill was actually scheduled to take uh, on, take place on board oh, the boy. ship the very day the Titanic hit the iceberg. A but life, the captain... A lifeboat drill a was lifeboat scheduled drill to take was place? scheduled to take place on board the Titanic with the passengers okay. the very day the Titanic hit the iceberg, but the captain decided to cancel it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know that. I'm, I'm sure everybody does, but just in case you don't, um, that uh, there were the musicians that were playing on the deck as the as the Titanic was sinking. I mean, I've that seen was, the movie. Was that true? That was true. All right, good. They for that. actually played for hours and hours to try to calm people. Unfortunately, none of them survived. Uh, Milton Hershey of Hershey's Chocolates had tickets to be on the uh, Titanic, but he canceled his reservation at the last minute. Oh man! Uh, a Japanese survivor who was on the Titanic was regarded as a coward. When he returned home to Jap- uh, Japan for not dying with the rest of the passengers. Oh, yeah. They don't like that too much. Yeah. Um, the cost of the most expensive first-class parlor ticket. So, like, what Rose would have had. Okay. Ro- and Rose is Kate Winslet yeah. from the movie? Okay. Was, uh, so, from New York. Uh, to New York from England. Was $4,350 at that time. Damn. Today's cost... One ticket would be $70,000. That's really... $70,000. To take a one-way trip on that. A one-way trip from England to New York, $70,000 per ticket. You're going to be able to go to a suborbital... Suborbital... I can't even talk. (laughs) You're going to be able to go into a plane, a suborbital plane trip. God, I can't even speak. It's all right. I know you're overwhelmed with my facts. Don't worry about it. A suborbital plane ride... 
Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, anyway, for about that much. There. That took a long time to get out. I don't even know what you're talking about. What's a suborbital plane ride? Oh, when we're going to be able to go into space. Like, you will you can already oh, buy tickets. Well, that's what the Richies are going to be, because this is yeah. what this is the suborbital plane <laughs> just, ride. I'm so defeated by myself <laughs> over trying to get that out. Of like, I love all of ago. that stuff, and yet I couldn't get it out. Oh, Greg. All right, yeah, so that was, that, uh, was equivalent to $70,000 per ticket. Uh, the British newspaper, the London Daily Mail, reported... Uh, in their initial uh, April 16th, 1912 story, uh, with their headline, Titanic sunk, no lives were lost. Oh, Other wow. newspapers all around the world reported the same. Uh, and then it was, of course, proven. Dis- it was disproven. Uh, the New York Times devoted 75 pages of coverage to the Titanic disaster in the first week after it happened. 75 pages? 75 pages in a week. Wow. Uh, there was a ship actually close to the Titanic named the Californian uh, when they sent out distress signals. However, the ship's wireless operator had already gone to bed. <laughs> Could have answered it. The person was in bed. Man. Uh, since How much do you think that guy oh, man, lived that, with regret? That would keep you up at night. Um, so of course, uh, the Titanic had four smokestacks on top. Only three of them actually functioned. The fourth was just to make the ship look more impressive. Wow. Okay. This is my favorite fact. I, I don't even ever want to know if this is true or not. The head baker of the Titanic survived the freezing cold water temperatures because he drank so much alcohol before the ship sank that it kept his organs fortified for two hours until he was rescued. No, I don't believe that. Chief baker of the Titanic. I would think you would actually freeze quicker because it's thinning your blood, wouldn't it? Oh, it said uh, it says survived the freezing cold water temperatures because he drank so much alcohol, it kept his organs fortified for two hours until he was rescued. So you can fact check it, see see what you can find. Yeah. But that was on a it was on a legit website that I found. Okay, all right, all right. With a lot of other ones. All right, and I did have some conspiracy theories. Yes, let's get to some if of those. We did want do we to still go. need the music behind it? Just yes, to, of course okay. we do. All right, just wanted. Why to would you ask that? That's so rude. Okay. Yep. Now, one of the first theories about the Titanic sinking was that it was actually deliberate. Have you ever heard this? Have you heard this? Have you seen about this? What a great audience. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard, I guess, some of this. You I, have. I, I, I am not as much that. of. I am not as much of a Titanic aficionado as you, as you are. Uh, so I, I'm not really sure. Aaron posted something about... Um, a conspiracy of that it was sunk. What, yeah. what are yours? I would, so I this is one of the conspiracies. Uh, this, I'm not a Titanic expert, so yes, please. Uh, then listen to the I, one that I certainly just am. is becoming one because I found stuff on the internet. Yeah. You, too, can be an expert. Uh, so, yeah, so this theory posts that uh, rather than an accident, the Titanic's wreck was, in fact, deliberate. So according to people who believe this theory, three passengers on the ship, uh, John Jacob Astor IV, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Isidore Strauss, were opposed to the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, their deaths in the wreck supposedly smoothed the way for the establishment of the Federal Reserve Bank the following year in 1913. Oh. Mm-hmm. There are a okay. few variations in the story. So the people that wanted to make the Federal Reserve Bank. They were opposed to it. And so they sunk the ship. And so the people who. Just to get rid of three people? Yes, who, who got rid of three people. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, so uh, J. Let's see, J.P. Morgan, they're saying, oh. and <laughs> lured them to their death. Oh. Another theory is that it was attacked by a German U-boat. Because the Titanic was supposed to be an engineering marvel, some have claimed that it was sunk by an outside force. Not an iceberg, but in fact a torpedo from a German submarine. 
Now, so, uh, supporters of this theory point out that several survivors heard explosions after the ship began sinking, and some saw a searchlight in the distance prior to the arrival of the rescue ship. Oh. Just a couple more, Greg. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just letting everybody no, know. No, tell me. It's, tell a, me the, it's a big thing in history. It is. It is. Tell me the theories. Another theory is that the Titanic suffered from the curse of the pharaoh. Why? What, what did they do with the pharaoh? A particularly mystical. Like an obelisk on there or something? Theory for the wreck blames the tragedy on a curse. Now, according to this theory, a historian sailing on the Titanic was carrying the remains of an Egyptian mummy, Uh-oh. which were stored on the bridge to avoid damage. Now, supposedly the remains were cursed, causing the Titanic to sink mere days into its voyage. Why would the mummy want to go down in the uh, North Atlantic, though? Well, because it's already like done its mummy life. It's like, cool, I'm done. Oh, that's what mummies do? All right, just, uh, just one more kind of fact, and then I have the biggest conspiracy theory of Okay, all, all right. One of the bigger ones is that the ship that sunk actually wasn't the Titanic. What? Instead, it was swapped out for her sister ship, the Olympic. And it was sunk in a deliberate accident as part of an insurance scheme. That somebody sunk it. The Olympic for... had been in two serious collisions within months of its launch. The damage was so severe that repairs would have been astronomically expensive. Uh, some theories have suggested that the White Star Line switched out the two ships so that the unblemished Titanic was sailing under the Olympic's name. The real Olympic, on the other hand, was left at the bottom of the ocean. Did they receive a lot of insurance money for this thing? I don't know. That's just – it's a theory, Greg. Okay. It's a theory. Uh-huh. Right. I don't know about the insurance. Okay. And finally, my favorite one, which I think oh, I talked about before. The big one. Is this, the big is one. This a big one? Okay. Which is the Wreck of the Titan. We've talked about this before. Yeah, which if you've it, never heard about this right. before, because we might have, I mean, we have new listeners from last year. So, well, and again, I, about this. I know you've said it before, but a lot of this just kind of goes in and out for me yeah. when it comes to Titanic stuff. So, I honestly don't remember exactly. All right. Well, before the Titanic, long before the Titanic actually uh, set sail, so this was uh, 16 years before. Okay. In 1898, there was a story, a fictional story written called The Wreck of the Titan. I feel like you should say this in an old timey voice like Rose at the beginning of Titanic when she's the old lady. I how do I let me think. It was a ship of dreams, but it was. It really was. All right, um, oh my God. Do you have that memorized? Uh, um, <laughs> but it was. It really was. Uh, right. It was a ship of dreams. It was a ship of dreams. In eighteen wait. Well, I wasn't prepared to do my old lady voice. I know, I could I'm do sorry, a good I sprung one. it on you. I sprung it on you. Well, of course, my dear, that's me. Um I think I can do a better old lady voice, so. You sound so creepy when you do that. Oh, my. (laughs) I remember my first trip on the Titanic. I believe you're looking for the heart of the ocean. I believe you're looking for the heart of the ocean. Oh, my God, yours is better. (laughs) I can do a killer Angela Lansbury singing tale as old as time, though. Yeah, yeah. But that's the extent of my old age. But that trumps yours. Like, that's better than you. Oh, no, that means something different now. Never mind. You're, it, I picture your head just swirling around in a circle, and it's now it's. It All right, so the wreck of the Titan. The wreck of the Titan. Stop repeating me. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. 
All right. The biggest Titanic conspiracy theory of them all. How many times have I said this? Oh, my God. Stop interrupting me. In 1898, a fictional story called The Wreck of the Titan was written by an author named Morgan uh, Robertson. Morgan Robertson. Dashing young man. Stop. Which told the story of a ship called the Titan, which hit an iceberg, and there were a lack of lifeboats on the ship, to which led to a lot of people perishing. Now, Robertson claimed to be psychic and got his inspiration for this story from his psychic abilities. So although the novel was written before the Titanic had even been designed, there are some uh, remarkable similarities between the fictional and the real-life counterparts. Now, like the Titanic, the fictional Titan uh, sank in April in the North Atlantic, and there were not enough lifeboats for the passengers. Again, this was written uh, 16 years before, which is a little weird. There are also similarities in the size, speed, and the life-saving equipment. They were both called uh, unsinkable in his in the book. That's weird. Uh, the Wreck of the Titan. Yep, they called it think unsinkable. This is- like a meddling time traveler kind of situation, or oh my God, it could be a med- that's an evil meddling tra- time traveler. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, or they just went back 14 years before the Titanic wrote this book. Oh yeah, and then put it out there. Yeah, so it says uh, the lifeboats. Uh, Titanic only carried only 20 lifeboats. Uh, the Titan carried 24 lifeboats. Uh, struck an iceberg, moving too fast. The Titanic struck an iceberg. Um, uh, also, a night in April. Uh, the Titans hit an iceberg while traveling 25 knots instead of 23 knots. The unsinkable sank in both ones. The indestructible Titan sank with uh, the 2,500 passengers drowning. Same number. It was a little weird. weird. Yeah. Meddling time travel. Meddling time That's traveler. That's clearly what we're dealing with here. What, because they wanted what this. No, they didn't Morgan want Robertson? the Titanic to sink, but I'm just saying they went back to just like screw with everybody and wrote this book. And put it out 14 years before mm-hmm. the Titanic sank. They didn't come back to stop the Titanic from sinking, so they are kind of assholes. And to this day, finally, nobody has ever found the heart of the ocean. And to this day, no one's ever found the heart of the ocean. Do you even know what you're saying? No. I was doing a Titanic movie thing. I don't know. Oh my god, this soundtrack so flashes me back to high school, it's freaking me out. How many times did you see it? In the theater? Yeah. How many times have I said before? I think like four. I don't remember. Four or five. Too many. I mean, but I don't know exactly the Yeah, I saw it a lot of times. I saw it a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, and like my prom dress was like uh, dressed from that. Like basically looked like it could have been a You were obsessed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were obsessed. My confirmation name. (laughs) I ever talk about this? Yes, you did. Tell everybody, Sarah, what your – Catholic confirmation name was. Well, you I'm pick not, your own name. Yes, where uh, I was uh, gently, not so gently prodded to be confirmed in the Catholic Church, and I got to pick my own name. So I picked Rose, <laughs> 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 because that's not at all embarrassing. Oh yeah. boy. And then also I saw it again when they re-released it in 3D and I went with a bunch of my girlfriends and we might or might not have snuck a bunch of wine into the movie theater and then uh, drunkenly cried and danced in front of the movie. What? We took a bus out to a far out movie theater. Uh, me and a bunch of my girlfriends, all people that you know. I won't name any names. I won't bring them down with I'm going to want to know names. Yeah, but uh, we went to see when they re-released uh, Titanic in 3D and we brought some boxed wine and all of us just sang along to the song and – and uh, dance in front of the movie theater, and then we were asked to leave. 
It was really fun. Oh, boy. Two thumbs up. Okay. That's... Have you ever admitted that in public before? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, uh, Carrie's asking, I remember telling you this, uh, you telling this last year. Yes, it's true. I, except for I change it up every year to find new, new and interesting facts yes. that I can on Titanic Day. Yes, indeed. So well, remember Sarah, those who were lost. Excellent. All mm. right. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your, uh, for your story on that. These were good facts. I'm glad I know. Now you can mm-hmm. share these wherever you are today. Share your Titanic conspiracy theories with everyone. If you're riding the bus or mass transit of some kind, look to the person next to you Just right so now. Just so you know that it wasn't actually the Titanic. If you're listening to this podcast right now or the live stream and you're around other people, turn around. Look around to your right or to your left. Surely there's someone near you. Go to them right now and tell them your, uh, the Titanic theories. Just yeah. walk up to them. Just say, you know, Did you know there was a the book called Titan. The Titan that was written Wreck 14? Wreck of the Titan. Right? Wreck of the Titan. It was written 14 years before. 16. 16? Mm-hmm. See, there we go. You can do that right now. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm trying to share your facts, sir. Okay. Share your conspiracy theories. Should we do some ball talk? Oh, we sure could, Greg. Let we me just go ahead bit? and get rid of my all my Titanic music if you just give me I do just have, one uh, second. I do have something here. Well, I've got my theory. You ever heard of the Titanic? You mean that Titanic? And that Titanic? Yes. That Titanic. Two grannies were sailing to America in search of the perfect candy. When all of a sudden, iceberg ahead! The grannies instantly got an idea. They knew just where they would find the perfect refreshing treat. Crash with the ship and zoom with those chunks of ice right into the grannies' hands. And they were off, their lifeboat filled with a healthy, delicious candy. I'll never let go. Here, try an ice chip. Mmm. That, my friend, is how ice chips were made. That is fucked up. What? Now that I actually actually listened to that. Yeah, it's a crazy person in an office. No, I know, but I mean, even thinking that, like, there's like, oh, okay, let's steal the ice chips, let everybody else die, we'll get on our lifeboat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. Didn't think about that part. No, I didn't either. That's the first time I've actually heard it. I'm like, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> Well, they paid. All right. Uh, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. We've got a... Uh, are you playing something else underneath this? No, I don't think so. I believe there might be some Titanic music playing underneath. Never. I think you're still hearing it. Talk. I think you might be a little crazy. Uh-huh. All right. We've got a uh, few things of, uh, to get to here in ball talk. <laughs> but uh, first up. Eli Manning. Sarah, do you know who Eli Manning is? He's has a brother. He's Peyton Manning's brother. Mm-hmm. And Eli Manning is younger. He still plays in the NFL, plays for the New York Giants. But he is in a lot of trouble right now for being a selfish bastard. So here's what happened with Eli. You know, he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He's won yeah, two Super Bowls. Um, he's not as good of a quarterback as his brother, but still pretty damn good. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, I'm sure. And... A lot of times what uh, players will do, especially at that level, they donate their their the things they wore during a game for charity. Mm-hmm. So they'll like donate a helmet or a jersey. Like, I wore the jersey in this game. Like, all that stuff, everything they wear is so valuable, that even down to their shoelaces that they wear in any particular game. You That's can sell weird. that shit for a lot of money. Should we sell our stuff that we wore? Yes. Uh, sell... <laughs> We're now selling the shirt Sarah wore during the Titanic segment of episode, what one are we on? 17 yes, something uh, or other? 1774. Yes, I'm wearing I'm Resplendent in a Worthy Brewing t-shirt right now. Oh, yes. Worthy Brewing. Fine sponsor of the Fun Employment Radio Green Room. Which I'm sure I just smell 
delightful since I worked for 10 hours yesterday uh, doing manual labor and haven't taken a shower yet. Okay, well, we're not going to put that in the uh, worthy spot that we're going to cut out there. Yeah. Anyway, yes, a show-worn uniform, Mr. Jenke, in the live chat is asking for that. We'll have to start auctioning that stuff off. We'll figure figure out how to do with that. Sarah's Kleenex that she used. All right. So anyway, Eli Manning. Here's what's going on right now, and it's just coming out. So he would donate things, but he would not actually donate the real items oh. because he wanted to keep the memorabilia for himself. What a, what a jerk. So it's coming out in emails that were sent out. Well, he actually put manager. in writing that he's keeping the real ones? Yeah. Yeah. So um, he was asked, it was, he was requested in 2010 to donate two helmets from a game. He probably has a new helmet every game. And uh, what he wrote in an Excuse email me? in an email to the Giants equipment manager at the time from his personal AOL account. Eli Manning had an AOL account and said two helmets that can pass as game used. And it goes on. There's a, there's a whole big thing with this where the FBI is actually investigating because it's essentially selling counterfeit merchandise. Not necessarily counterfeit, but it's not as advertised. So these things were donated as to look like they were game-worn helmets, but they weren't because Eli Manning wouldn't give them up. He wanted to keep them for himself. What a selfish prick. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's being investigated now. We'll see what comes of it. I mean, I don't think he's going to go to jail for this, but he does look like a real asshole. You don't need all of the helmets that you wore. I mean, no. you, I think you've taken enough. Like, you can donate a helmet for charity for people. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty shitty. It's pretty shitty. All right, so anyway, Eli Manning right there. Uh, some more NFL news, Sarah. Mr. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. Well, it looks like he's not going to be going to the Patriots because reportedly the Seahawks and the Raiders are very close to a deal to send Marshawn Lynch there. Now, he is retired, but the Seahawks still retain the rights to him in the NFL. So the Raiders and the Seahawks have to come to a deal in order to send him from the Seahawks. He'll be reinstated as a Seahawk and then sent to the Raiders. Okay, if he wants to play at all. Yeah. Okay. Yep, and it looks like he does want to play and that he's going to be coming there. And uh, so it depends on what kind of deal they work out, but he'll probably get a few million a year to go to uh, Oakland. The thing for Oakland is it's – I mean, Marshawn Lynch may still have some – some left in him. You know, he's 31 years old, so that's kind of old for running backs. But he has been retired two years, so maybe he doesn't have quite the damage on his body. But running backs, usually, you once you get 30 to be 30 years old, you're uh, garbage. You're pretty much, yeah, a garbage mm-hmm. person. Just a garbage Throw person. Throw him out with just the trash. Go, yeah. yeah, just go live in Throw the dumpster the garbage person. Yeah. And so, Marshawn, uh, I think what the Raiders are doing, because they're moving to Vegas in two years. They just want to put something in there since Marshawn Lynch is from Oakland. So it'd be like, oh, the hometown guy's back. Look, come buy a hometown ticket. Hero. Come buy a ticket. Go see the Raiders before we uh, before we leave town. But we'll see. Marshawn Lynch. All I mean, right. in his prime, he was amazing. We'll see how he is now. Moving on to ball talk. A couple of random things before I get to talking about some NHL hockey, sir. Oh, and I do need to make a prediction about the NBA. Ooh. Oh, I might do that. All right. First up, this is something that actually doesn't surprise me that much, and I wonder how much it actually goes on. So it has to do with 
a the New York Mets third baseman in Major League Baseball, Sarah Jose Reyes, who has been sued by a woman named Christina Sanchez, who's seeking an increase in child support payments. And what she's claiming is that she had a six-year affair with Reyes and that he's the father of her seven-year-old daughter. But she also says that she was his road family and that she didn't know he was married. Oh, boy. So what he had was... You can't use that excuse after the internet was invented. Well, yeah, but once they get knocked out, you know. Um, So what this woman is claiming is that Reyes had two different families that didn't know about each other. He had his real family back home, and then he had his road family (laughs) that that somehow he would take them on the road. I don't really know the logistics of how it worked. That's kind of weird. But yeah, so that's uh, that's part of what's going on. So, I mean, he sounds like kind of a dirtbag for sure. But, uh, yeah, perhaps two different families. That just seems like so much work to maintain that. Like, no. how would you do that? Well, it's like those people. I know yeah. people do it. I mean, like, one out of every ten Lifetime movies has a double family. Right, yeah. There's line. always a. Yeah. yeah. Where the guy is always, like, going to a, confer- a conference in Denver. and got then, more business meetings. For yeah, her, and then her. he goes and he sees, like, his two children with Cindy. And then, like, and then he leaves and he's just like, oh, I have another conference. And he flies back to Sacramento and sees Mary. With his three children there. How, I mean, so you're constantly, when would you ever work, number one? And number two, like, how would you maintain that? So you show up at the other family's place, and you have to have a whole backstory about the conference that you were supposedly just at for a week, and everything that happened with that. And you probably have to maintain phone calls to that that family, like, oh no, still in Denver at the at the conference. That would be still really in confusing Meanwhile, and exhausting. you're in Sacramento with the other family, or, or wherever else the other family is. Sacramento. Yeah, and then and then so they have to be like, oh my gosh, this is just so confused. I'm confused now. No, they're in Sacramento calling home to. I don't know how hey, this Greg, works. Don't try to marry two people. This is why it is. I could okay, I could never yeah. do it. I could never pull it just off. Don't have it in you. I've tried. I well, I didn't try, but I mean, I tried to work it out right now to see if I could, and I I, I did not try. Uh, I would never be able to do that. That's just too exhausting. Couldn't do it. All right, Sarah, moving on to Baltoc. Something else that's exhausting is running a lot, and that is what I've got right here. This is this is just a, somebody who I think is a kind of a personal champion. And it's a YouTube user, according to this story, Emmett Farnan, who recently ran a half marathon. And during this half marathon, the race was held on uh, April. Oh, it says the race was held on April first, but this idea was no joke. <laughs> but it's not. Here's what he did. So he ran a half marathon, shotgunning a beer at every mile point. Oh, God. 13 beers. That seems like a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of beers. And still uh, broke two hours. He completed the race in one hour, 43 minutes. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty impressive. But that's a lot of beer to be running along with. Ugh. 13 beers. That's all just jostling around in there. Jostling uh-uh. around. Mm-mm. YouTube user Emmett Farnan. All right. Um, I'll do this. I'm going to – I'll tell you what. I'm going to make my NBA prediction right now. The NBA playoffs are upon us. Of course, I would love my Portland Trailblazers to win the NBA title, but let's be honest. I don't think that's going to happen this year. They're, play, they're the number eight seed against the number one Golden State Warriors. Golden State is a really good team. I think if – Portland can win a game. If they can win two games, that's huge. But I don't think they're going to get past Golden State. This just I don't think so. Uh, so I, here's, I'm going to make my prediction on who I think is going to win the NBA championship. Screw oh, it. Since boy. it's not Portland, I don't 
since I don't think Portland probably will. Here's my prediction, just on the numbers. All right, wait. I want to. Pre- I want to predict somebody. All right. Who do who you? Are the, who are the people that are in the playoffs? <laughs> there's 16 teams in the playoffs. Oh, okay, so. never mind. That's too much. But I would say this: there's probably three teams that will be able to get to the finals. It'll be Golden State, San Antonio, or Cleveland. I Boston's could, number one in the East right now, but I don't think they have. I can tell by the way you enunciated who you're going to pick. You already know? I know who you're going to pick. I can tell by the way that you said their name. What, you, did I give like some tell or something? No, but I've heard you speak long enough because you're just constantly just... Blah, 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 blah. All I right. I know who you're going to pick. All right, well, tell me who you're picking first. Who um, do you think? I mean, it doesn't have to be those who three teams. The, who was the third one? Well, I think it's going to... I think realistically, the chances are it's going to be Cleveland, San Antonio, or Golden State. I think realistically, those are the three that have the most. Oh, Cleveland's the one with LeBron, right? Yeah. Ew. Um, what are the other ones? Golden State has Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. They're like no, the, no, but I mean the other teams that aren't the three. Boston, Boston Celtics. I'll go with Boston. I like the Celtics. I met that guy uh, Peter Stringer from the Celtics, and he was really nice. He was nice. I don't know if he still works for them or not. He does. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, I'm going to go with the Celtics, but I know who you're going to pick. Let me see if I can oh, guess. Oh, I like the Celtics too because I like Isaiah Thomas. He I, he's awesome because right. he's short and he's really good. I don't want to steal your thunder. Can I? Uh, you want to guess who it is that I want to write on? Uh, I'm going to write who I think that you're going to based on your enunciation. See if I just wrote it in your chat. No, you're wrong. Really? Yeah, you're wrong. Sarah thinks I was picking San Antonio. They have a good shot, but I don't think they're going to get it. Here's who I think is going to win the NBA championship this year. I think. And this isn't me rooting for them. Again, I'm rooting for the Trailblazers. I'm not rooting for any of these teams. I believe LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers will get it together. It's not who I want. I'm not rooting for LeBron James. I hate that you're like trying to like dismiss it like you're not part of the problem. I am not. I think that I think Cleveland put that out into the universe every time you say shit like that. I think Cleveland will win again. I think they will. It will suck. Although I don't really want gold. Golden State's one of the most obnoxious teams ever created now. Uh, I guess I would choose San Antonio, who I would root for out of those three. But yeah, Cleveland, I think they're going to get it. All right, finally in ball talk, the NHL playoffs are also upon us. I am, of course, participating in the bracket that I won last year against a bunch of Canadians and some Americans too, I believe. But in honor of the NHL playoffs... I do want to play this. This is a song that was just released three days ago in support of the Calgary Flames. The Calgary Flames, Sarah. This is from a group called the Cowtown Opera Company. And this is their Go Flames Go playoff anthem. Playoffs are here. Let's drink a ton of beer. Hit the red mile. The flames make a smile. Goudreau passes the puck to Monaghan. The sea of red packs the stands. The flames have all the luck. The Oilers suck. The flames will win the cup. I like this. It's jaunty. It reminds me like I could see it in a musical that I would never see again. In the 
Oh my god, when does it stop? That's enough, that's enough, Greg. Go Flames, go! There you go, that was for uh, Sebastian. Alright, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. We'll find a Maple Leaf song next. Alright. Oh um, you know what I do want to say? It's a big thank you to Next Adventure. Oh. Next Adventure. They are wonderful. They are wonderful, and uh, they are your source for pretty much any outdoor needs that you would ever have. You need to get a tent, and I saw Ben, uh, our, our friend Ben, went and bought a tent from there just the other day. Well, it's, Ben, that is like the best decision you've ever made. It is a good decision. It really is a great place. Like anything you could ever need for, for outdoor activities. They've got their big store right here in town on the corner of Stark and Grand. Or you can go to the website, nextadventure.net. Oh, my gosh. And ne- that's available everybody, everywhere in the world. It's like they have an entrance on every street corner. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, Sarah. It's like they have an entrance on every street it's corner. It's true. Like you don't have to be here in Portland. You can no. Just, it's like a magical you portal can you can go through. enter the front door of the internet and boom, you're there. It's, it's the magic of whatever boom. you're watching this or listening to this show on. Boom. That magic portal will take you to Next Adventure. A series of tubes. Yes. Nextadventure.net. Go there for your next uh, We do also have a birthday slash holiday question. Yes. Okay. We do important. need to get to that. Yes. All right. All right. Um, um, I'm going to – I'll read it and then you, you propose can it? it. You don't need to just dominate all of this. Let me just – let me put in half of it. As, as we know, I am the purveyor of the you birthday You really rules, aren't, which so. is why I'm kind of taking this for, okay. for a second. All, <laughs> all right, right. Sarah. So this is a birthday slash holiday question. Dear Sarah and Greg, my wife Linda is celebrating her birthday this Sunday, April 16th. Now, obviously, I'd like an Elvis to start, but that day also happens to be Easter. I would like to celebrate her birthday on Saturday so as to allow her a day just for her. Sunday, we're meeting up with our girls for Easter brunch, also celebrating um, his mom's birthday. Now I will, of course, be treating her to some nice wine on Saturday, and the girls would like to treat her on Sunday. Is this a conflict or is this acceptable? What rule? What is the rule for dealing with the birthday slash holiday double whammy? I eagerly await your ruling. Sincerely, Jez. Well, first off, I'm glad that you came to us to help solve this problem. I'm sure it's been a very stressful situation trying to understand how to celebrate a birthday without violating birthday rules, which usually say you get one day. Um, Here's the deal for this. So since you would like to celebrate uh, your lovely wife's birthday on Saturday, you can do that. You can celebrate her birthday, even though it is Sunday. You can celebrate it with her on Saturday, and you can buy her, you know, whatever whatever it is you guys go do. Buy her some wine or celebrate the birthday. Go out, have fun, and do that. However, when it comes to Sunday, now you have already fulfilled your birthday obligations for Saturday. So you're well, free and clear. just one person has. <laughs> now, your daughters, they can go ahead and purchase her some things because they didn't, they weren't there on the Saturday and it's their actual birthday. And that's fine. What if, uh, what if Linda wants another glass of wine? The daughters can't purchase well, it. Well, that her. is not, uh, that is not Jez's problem. That's not, I mean, that's, Jez sh- can buy he already did as that much on Saturday. Wine as she likes. Yes, he can, but it's not a birthday wine because he already did birthday wine the night before. It can be birthday wine because it's on her birthday and she's drinking wine. Therefore, she can have two days of birthday well, wine. Well, then it's just, he's just Linda, buying her wine. You get two days of birthday wine. No, that's not how, no, no, it's one day. You can buy a birthday you on. I wonder why people say you have a punchy face. You can buy wine on both days, but just one day is the birthday celebration. The next day is just, oh, well, I just happened to buy you some wine. Linda, it's not happy birthday, birthday all weekend long. You enjoy it, lady. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm damn right. All right. And we do have one other birthday. 
that we need to say uh, happy birthday to right now. And our buddy Keelan King is listening. And I know I just, just saw Keelan yesterday, and I know his, his mom's in town. Oh, Keelan's mom is in town. Yeah. And it is, we're, I guess we're wishing an early birthday. So I'm not sure which day her birthday is, but regardless, she gets to celebrate the whole time. She does. Yes. So does Linda. Well, yeah, but she's listening. Right Everybody now. does. Well, so is Linda's Linda. In, in front of me. Yes, Linda can celebrate her birthday. Everybody can celebrate their birthdays whenever they want. Keelan's mom, I'm very happy that you brought Keelan into the world. You have raised a, a lovely young man. Yes. And he has just been a delight to be friends with all these years. So he is. thank you for that. He is. And, all right. Uh, so happy birthday to B King. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Hot damn right. Boom, boom, boom. All right. All right. There we go. Okay. There we go. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody who tunes into this show. We really, really do Me appreciate too. it. It's been, as we were saying like earlier on today, it's been a little bit of a week and without. Yep. Like you all make it worth it. So thank you for uh, hanging out with us, listening, supporting us. It just means the world. It really does. Just, it really we does. We never take you for granted, and we are just so grateful for each and every one of you. Absolutely. Even you. Even though you think that we don't care that you listen. Yeah, we you. We fucking love you. We love you. Yeah. And if you weren't listening, we'd be super bummed out. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. You, right there. Yes, You're you. not doing it right, Greg. I did it right. I totally had nailed it, and then you're just piggybacking. Somebody's angry today. All right. <laughs> Send us an email, radio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into this show, as we said. Um, follow us on Twitter, at FunEmpRadio. We're getting a lot better about posting on uh, our social media sites, and that actually is one thing that... That, re- that really does help us. Just following us. Yeah, giving us numbers looks awesome. Exactly, for our potential advertisers and, you know, and, and share things if you go to some of our advertisers, Worthy Brewing or Next Adventure or, you know, whoever else it is. Um, it's always great when you can post things like that. But, yeah, just follow us. If you're on Twitter already, just go over to at Radio, click follow. That's all. Follow. Follow. Like. Those things. Click. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have a wonderful weekend yeah. if you celebrate Easter. Have a good Easter. That's right. It is Easter Sunday. Uh-huh. I am making a trip down to the hinterlands of Monmouth Independence. If uh, you happen to be going to a wedding tomorrow and you see somebody who's uh, profusely sweating and wearing a uniform, that would be me. Yep. Uh, so feel free to say hello or a- not acknowledge me. Any server you see over the weekend, just walk up to them. Sarah? Are <laughs> You're you sweaty. Sarah? Are you Sarah? <laughs> Are you Sarah? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, you can tune in to see me in one hour on digitaltrends.com as well for Between the Streams, where we'll be talking about Star Wars. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.